Awesome. All right, let's start that over. Good morning, LifePoint Church. Man, first and foremost, shout out to all the mothers, right? Mother's Day, give it up for our moms. Come on, and we get excited for our moms, right? Right, honestly, think about this. Like, our moms and mothers in general, like, they make the world a better place. Definitely a more beautiful place. Like, in your, not only in your children's life, but in your entire family, like, all the success, all the health really revolves around the mother, <laughs> right? Let's just be honest. You know, if, if dads have any kudos or props or whatever, it's just because, you know, we're just following the lead. <laughs> so, shout out to you all. Happy Mother's Day from Life Point Church. We love you all. Whether you're here, watching online, love you guys. So, happy Mother's Day. So, today we're continuing on in week two of our current message series called Friends. And in this series, what we're doing is we're, we're looking at and discussing the importance and the power of our friendships. That our friendships, the people that we have in our lives, matters. Especially when we're talking about our inner circle, right? Our closest friends. I'm not talking about just acquaintances or people you work with. You know, those people matter too. And we need to be investing in them and reaching out to them and building relationships. But your core group of people, your most trusted friends, the people that know everything about you and you know everything about them, they truly matter. They have the potential to make either a positive impact in your life or a negative impact in your life. In fact, our key thought for this entire series is if you want to see your future, take a good look at your friends. If you want to see your future, take a good look at your friends because your inner circle matters. They're important. They play a key role in your life for the positive or for the negative. King Solomon said it like this in Proverbs chapter 13 verse 20. He said, whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but a companion of fools will suffer harm. So basically, if you hang out with people that are smarter than you, that are wiser than you, that are better leaders than you, that have better marriages than you, that are better parents than you, that are better financially than you, most likely they're going to pull you up to their level and you're going to get better. You're going to grow. But on the flip side, if you hang out with people that are always angry, negative, right, super hateful, judgmental, they're, they're never happy, they have no ambition in life, right, no purpose, they have no moral compass whatsoever, they're going to pull you down to their level. It, it's something that we were taught as kids, like, our whole lives. But it doesn't just apply to, you know, teenagers or kids. That is for the rest of our life. Because our friends and who we associate with, who is in our corner, closest, inner circle, it matters. It makes a huge impact on your life. So in week one, last week, we, we kind of laid this foundation for the series about the importance of friends, but we also specifically took a look at what God's word has to say about the kind of friend that we need to be. Because the reality is, is we can't sit here and look at what kind of friends we need to have in our lives if we are not ourselves being good friends, right? We have to be what we want. So we, we looked at what scripture had to say, and so we talked about the importance of being present, right? Being present, both physically, 
right now where we're able to and how we can. And, you know, I like to say being present right now physically could be, you know, virtually, um, but also emotionally, being emotionally present to the people around you, to your friends. That's how you be a good friend. Also, we talked about the importance of being open, being transparent, authentic. And if you missed last week, you can always go check it out on our YouTube uh, channel or on our Facebook page. Um, it's up there. They're all there, so you can check them out. But with this foundation being laid last week, today I want us to then to begin to shift gears and then begin to look at the type of friends that each and every one of us actually need in our life. Because there's some very specific characteristics that God wants us to have in our friends. Types of friends that we truly need. Again, talking about our inner circle, our closest, closest friends. Because our friends matter. It has the impact to change our lives. And so last week, as we started to lay this foundation, maybe you started to process that. I asked you to create a list, right, of your, ty- your, your top five closest friends. And maybe as you did that and you thought through it this past week, maybe you thought to yourself, like, you know what? I need to make some inner circle friendship adjustments, right? Maybe, maybe there's some situations in there that, that needs to be tweaked a little bit. Or maybe you realized, like, man, I'm struggling to put anybody down. Like, I have tons of acquaintances and people that I call friends or followers on social media or whatever. I'm constantly around people, but when I think about a true friend that loves all the time, maybe you struggle to write down a name. And if that's where you're at, like, I don't want you to feel shame about that. I don't want you to to brush that off or feel guilty. I want you to own it. And say, okay, so what can I do to be able to gain the type of friends and bring the people around me in my inner circle that are going to add value to my life? They're going to push me and propel me forward. Because the reality is, if that's how you're feeling, you're not alone. The enemy loves to make us feel like we're alone. Like if we feel a certain type of way or there's certain something that's going on in our life, he wants to isolate us. So he wants you to think that you're the only person that struggles with having a close, intimate friend. Or that doesn't have anyone. When in reality, statistics show us that true, authentic friendships in 2021 in America today are on the decline. So you're not alone. But the reality is, is your friends matter. They truly matter. So we need to really begin to look at this and and get to the point where we say, okay, something's missing in our life. Something is missing. And what we're going to look at today is that maybe it's not just something that's missing, but rather it's someone that's missing in your life. We're going to talk about how one friend has the potential to change your life. Our key thought for today is simply this. You may be one friend away from pushing your life to the next level. Sometimes you could be just right there, like right ready to take that next step right where God wants you to be at this point in time in your life, but you need that one friend to push you over that line, to encourage you, to lead you to exactly where it is that you need to be. You could be one friend away from your life being changed forever to your future being radically different. And we could honestly probably sit around and share personal stories that we've witnessed or that's happened to us where we know where one friend helped us to get to where we needed to be or somebody shared that. But the reality is I want us to look at scripture 
Because when we look at scripture, there are countless examples of God using his people, right? His friend or people's friends to push them into the life that God had planned for them, right? So, and I don't think there's any um, example greater than Paul, right? We talk about Paul a lot. Paul is, is my guy. Like he is, his life, his ministry is absolutely incredible. But what we see in, in Acts chapter 9 is that he, he had this, after he had his like transformation, this radical um, interaction with Jesus on the road to Damascus that changed his life forever, like he's wanting to now go and preach the gospel. And so check out, this is what we see in Acts chapter 9, starting in verse 26. It says this, when he came to Jerusalem, again, we're talking about Paul, when he came to Jerusalem, he tried to join the disciples, but they were all afraid of him not believing that he really was a disciple. And if you know about Paul, right, before his interaction with Jesus on the road to Damascus, you could understand their concern and their hesitation because Paul was like the number one persecutor of Christians. Not only did he persecute them, but he was involved in actively killing Christians, that was what he did. That's what, his, what his, you know, his passion was at that point in time. And so you've got this guy that was taking Christians out all of a sudden being like, hey, um, I want to preach about Jesus. I want to come into your inner circle, right? I want to roll with you guys. And they're probably thinking to themselves like, um, like is this a trap? Like, are we going to bring him in and all of a sudden he's just going to take us all out? Like, what's going on? So they're, they're very hesitant. And, uh, but let's continue on. Verse 27 it says, but Barnabas, his friend, right? One of his closest friends at this point, Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles. He told them how Saul on his journey had seen the Lord and that the Lord had spoken to him and, that, and how in Damascus he preached fearlessly in the name of Jesus. Basically, Barnabas was, was sticking his own neck out, his own reputation on the line for, for Paul who's known as Saul beforehand, and after his conversion, he's known as Paul. And so Saul stayed with them and moved about freely in Jerusalem, speaking boldly in the name of the Lord. So basically what happened here is, is that God used one person in Paul's life at that point to push his life to the next level, to push his life into the future that God had planned for him. See, because what has happened, not only did this radically transform Paul's life, but this changed our lives. This changed the, the church as we know it, because Paul is who penned about half of the New Testament, a little over half of the New Testament, right? He, he is a key piece in, in how God has communicated with us throughout the years through preserving the scriptures. That's Paul, this guy, the one that used to take out Christians, the one that was trying to be a disciple, but they're like, yo, yo, hold up. Like, I don't know about you. This seems like a trick. Seems like a trap. We're about to get God. But God used Barnabas, a friend, to push him to that next level. You might be one friend away from your life being drastically and radically different, pushing you to the next level. And so what I want to do for the rest of our time today is I want to share with you Three types of friends that we all need. That we all need. And it's not that we just need one of these types of friends. We need all three of these types of friends in our lives, in our inner circles. Like it's a must. We have to have this. 
And the reality is, I think it's pretty safe to say that each and every person in here, we probably struggle with at least one of them. We probably have one of these types of friends missing in our lives, to be honest. So we really need to let God speak to us in this moment to help us to see what type of friend that we're missing and what that one friend could be that could take our lives to the next level. And so what we're going to do is we begin, we're going to be looking at the life of King David. I think King David's story is absolutely fascinating, like from start to finish. It's incredible. So we're going to look at his life in the Old Testament, and we're going to look at three of his friends that helped to push his life to the next level. Because there are very distinct people in his life that helped him get over some hurdles to get to exactly what God wanted him to do and to be who he was supposed to be, who God created him to be. And these three friends for David were Samuel, Jonathan, and Nathan. So let's check it out. The first one we see is Samuel. And with Samuel, we're going to see that we all need a friend who makes you better. You need a friend that actually makes you better. We all need that. I don't care how good you are, how successful you are, how well things are going. You need a friend that's going to push you to reach to the next level, to be better than you currently are. And as we jump into the life of David, let me give you a little bit of context. And then each person, we're going to talk about a little bit of what's going on in David's life. And don't worry, I'll try to give you the Cliff Notes version of it because I like the Cliff Notes of everything. If you don't know what the Cliff Notes are and you're a college student, it'll change your life. I'll leave that there for you. That was free. Um, so we're going to look at the life of David. And what we see here is that in the Old Testament, King Saul... God had removed his spirit from him. God was no longer, um, had, had God had basically rejected him as, as the king and, of Israel. And, and King Saul is different. You know, we talked about Saul being Paul in the New Testament. We're now in the Old Testament, so roll with me. We're King Saul here. And so God removed his hand from him, and he uh, called the prophet um, Samuel to go and anoint the next king of Israel. And so Samuel goes to the house of Jesse to look to see if God was going to show him that one of Jesse's sons was to be the next king. So Jesse brought all of his sons out and stood them before him. And so, so Samuel goes to um, Eliab, who was the oldest, you know, the strongest, the biggest, probably the best looking, you know, and Samuel thought to himself, you know what, obviously, look at this dude, obviously this is who God's going to choose to be the next king. And God's like, nope, it's not him. And then he moved on to the next son, the next oldest. Nope, not him. And he goes down the line. He goes through seven of Jesse's sons. And God's like, nope, it's not him. So then, so then Samuel says, okay, is, is this all your sons? Is this it? And Jesse's like, well, there's my youngest son, David, but he's, he's out in the field. Like, I, I didn't even bring him in here. He's out in the field with the sheep, like tending to the flock, doing what he's supposed to do. And so he's like, we'll bring him in. So David comes before Samuel, and God says this to Samuel in 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 12. It says, then the Lord said, rise and anoint him, David. This is the one. That's the one. So Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. I love that, like, that visual right there. They bring the little runt in in front of all, you know, his older brothers, and like, boom, this is the king. They were probably ticked. 
they probably were not happy. So he anoints him in the presence of his brother, in the presence of his brothers, and from that day on, the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. Again, what I love about this story is that everyone counted David out right out the gate. Even his own father didn't believe that he could be the next king. So much so that he just left him out in the fields. Like, why even bother? It's going to be one of these, not him. Nobody saw in David what God saw, except Samuel. God allowed Samuel to see what he had in store. And God used Samuel in David's life to push him to the next level. No longer a little shepherd boy out in the field, the runt of the family. No, he's going to be the next king next king of Israel, the anointed one. It was because he had a friend that made him better, believed in him, pushed him, challenged him, said, you've got this because God's got you. It made him better. And so the question for you with this is, when you think about your friends, inner circle, right? Do you have a friend that actually makes you better? Do you have a friend that pushes you to be better, to be a better husband, to be a better wife, to be a better parent, right? Do you have a friend that that helps you to be a better partner, better financially, right, a better leader? Do you have a friend that helps you to become more socially aware, and so you become better that way? That's key today. And do you have a friend that helps you to be better spiritually? Who's pushing you to grow closer and closer to Jesus? You could be one friend away from things being different. From things being drastically better. Your friends matter. The inner circle matters. It changed David's life. Right out the gate as a kid, boom, he had a friend step up that believed in him and made him better. Second type of friend that we all need is we see this in David's life, and it's his friend, Jonathan. David's friend, Jonathan. And what we see from this is that we all need a friend who helps you to find spiritual strength. Not just strength in tough times, but specifically spiritual strength. If you are a Christ follower, Right? If you are a follower of Jesus, you need friends around you in your inner circle that are pushing you to spiritual strength. So again, let's fast forward in David's story. We're going to jump a little bit. And so what we see is that David was anointed king, right? But then he becomes this like great warrior, this, this great, this great um, war hero, right? He kills Goliath. We all know the story of David and Goliath, right? He kills Goliath in pretty intense fashion wasn't just a little stone chopped the dude's head off too it's like hbo special kind of stuff right it's wild but that's what david did and he becomes this war hero and and people started to take notice and the women started to take notice and they were going around singing songs like you know king saul has killed thousands but david tens of thousands so how do you think saul felt right King Saul, knowing that David is now anointed to be the next king, God's hand and spirit is now on him, now they're singing songs about David, about how much better David is in battle than he is. Well, he didn't like it. 
He didn't like it one bit. And so, of course, he's like, well, the only thing I know left to do, got to take him out. He's a threat. Got to kill him. Again, some gangster stuff. Like, the Old Testament is wild. It's wild. So, check this out. 1 Samuel, chapter 23, verse 15 and 16. It says, while David was in Horesh in the desert of Ziph, he learned that Saul had come out to take his life. Not the type of news you want to hear, right? He's on the run. The king's after him. King wants to kill him. So he hears this. And it says, And Saul's son Jonathan went to David at Horesh and helped him find strength in God. When things were rough for him, like really rough, like the king is ready to kill him, is out seeking to kill him. That's pretty rough. He had a friend, the king's son, that came to him and didn't just give him strength and encouragement, but gave him strength in God. Every single one of us need a friend like that. Again, I don't care how strong you are, how solid your life may be. The reality is, is that you're going to come across some tough times. You're going to come across stressors, the unexpected, right? There's going to be difficulties. There's going to be dark times. It's just life. There's going to be times where you're struggling. There's going to be times where you may even feel hopeless. You may just be in a little funk. And you need somebody to encourage you. You need someone to strengthen you in the Lord. To help you to see yourself as God sees you in the darkest of times. To lift you up out of that. To say, hey man, I know the king's trying to kill you, but God's got you. God is good. Let me pray for you. Let me pray with you. You need the friend that doesn't only just say, hey, I'll pray for you, but actually will pray with you. That's a big difference. Not knocking anyone saying, I'm going to pray for you, and if you say it, you better pray for them. I stop and do it right there so I don't forget. But there's a big difference in that. A real close friend will come and pray with you. You need that type of friend. For me, I have a group of pastors um, throughout Kentucky and Ohio that, that are this for me. Some of them younger than me, some of them older than me. But it's a group of guys that they'll text me and be like, hey man, how can I pray for you? One of them texted me from Ohio, up in Columbus, randomly texted me out of nowhere and was like, hey man, how can I pray for you and your family today? And that was powerful. That's so encouraging. He's encouraging me, strengthening me in the Lord. And we all need that in our lives. So again, the question is, is do you have a friend like that? Do you have a friend that constantly will strengthen you in the Lord? Strengthen you spiritually, will push you to Jesus when the times that you need it. And I'm not talking about just a friend that's a Christian or a group of friends that go to church, that's fine. But I'm talking about those people that will come barging into your life in the good times and the bad times, whether you want it or not, because they know you. And they know what you need. And even though you haven't told them that you're broken and you're struggling, they see it and they know it. And so they come to you. And they encourage you. And they strengthen you in the Lord. They pray for you. Even when you don't even ask for it. Even when you don't even know it. The ones that God speaks to them and says, hey, reach out to this person because just reach out to them. And they do that. They're strengthening you in the Lord. We all need those people. You need a friend like that. That could be your one friend. 
take it to the next level. And finally, we see that David had a friend named Nathan. And this is the friend that we all need, but sometimes the friend that we don't want. I'm talking about a friend who tells you the truth. A friend that tells you the truth, that keeps it real 100% of the time. Again, whether you ask for it or not, we all need that friend. And so here's what happened for David. Many of you know this story. I've told this story a lot from Scripture because it's actually one of, it's so profound and it's one of my favorites. But we all know that David was referred to as a man after God's own heart, right? So to be called that, you've got to be pretty close to God. But we also know that David had his struggles. David had his problems. And we see that there was a time that David took his eyes completely off God and he put them onto Bathsheba. Right? And so he goes completely off course of what God wanted him to do. He's focusing on this. And so he goes, he actually has an affair with her. And then to try to cover it up, he sends her husband out basically to the front lines of war, have them pull back so that he could be murdered basically via war. David ordered that execution. David's life was trending in the wrong direction. He had built a wall up between him and God. And the, and the crazy thing was is that he didn't even realize it. He was so blinded with what he was trying to do, like trying to maneuver all these pieces to cover up his screw-up, he had forgotten that he had built this crazy wall up between him and God, and he didn't even realize the direction that his life was going. It wasn't good. And so what does God do? God sends him a friend. One of those friends, right? To come tell him what he needed to hear. To keep it 100 with him. To tell him the truth. And that's exactly what Nathan does. So Nathan comes to him basically and tells him a story. He tells him a story about this rich guy, right, who has this cattle and sheep for like thousands. Far You couldn't even count them. He had so many. Just wealthy. And then there was this poor guy. And all he had was this little lamb. And this lamb was like a pet. It was like his kid. Like they ate together. He let him drink out of his cup, Right? slept with him. You know, many of you all have dogs that way. There may or may not be a dog like that in my house. I don't let her drink out of my cup. That's gross. But, you know, but it was like his pet. He loved it. And then so this traveler comes through town, right, and is hungry, goes to the rich guy. And so instead of taking one of his cattle, thousands of cattle, he can't even count on me, he's got so many, he goes to this poor dude, takes his lamb, kills it, and feeds that lamb to, the, to this traveler. And when Nathan's telling David the story, David is furious, man. He gets hot. He is heated. And he's like, as surely as the Lord lives, this man that did this, this rich guy, he must die. He should die for what he did. Terrible. And then check out what Nathan says to him. 2 Samuel, verse 12, verse 7. He simply says, David, you are that man. He told him the truth. What this guy did with this lamb, taking something that didn't belong to him, he was rich, he could have done whatever, and he robbed from this man. That's exactly what you did. And at that moment, because he had a friend 
that was willing to be truthful with him, to tell the truth, to keep it 100% honest with him. His eyes were open, and he realized what he had done, and he was broken before God. Actually, Psalms 51, go back and read it. Psalms 51 is David's prayer of repentance after this encounter with Nathan. I really want to encourage you to go back and read that. But God brought him a friend to tell him the truth. When he couldn't see it, when he didn't want to hear it. But it pushed him to the next level. It got him back on course into the direction that God had in store for him. So again, I ask you, do you have a friend like this? Do you have a friend that will tell you the truth no matter what? That person is like, hey, hey, don't, don't, don't do that. Don't go there. Or, hey, bro, what are you doing? Like, you are imploding your life. You've got to stop this. You're destroying your family. Stop. Don't do that. You need to go say you're sorry. You need to go patch that up. You need to go do this. Someone that's willing to shake you and wake you up and tell you the truth. Even when it hurts. We all need a friend like that. For me, I'm sure you all know who that person is. Uh, if you've been around LifePoint any length of time, my wife is that person for me. She tells me the truth, and she keeps it honest with me 100% of the time, whether I want to hear it or not. She must really, really love me. Because she's really good at it. But because she does that, it takes my life to the next level. It makes me a better husband. It makes me a better father. It makes me a better pastor, a better communicator, a better human in general. And it pushes me to God to strengthen my relationship with him. So again, do you have that person in your life? Because that might be your one friend that will push your life to the next level. Life Point Church, this is so, so incredibly important. So important. Because if you're going to be all that God has created you to be and do, if you're going to do those things, you've got to have the right friends around you. Our friends are powerful. God speaks to us through prayer, through his word, through his creation. Part of his creation are his people. Are the friends in your life, they truly matter. We are relational beings, created to be in relationship first and foremost with God, but to be in relationship with each other, to have a group of friends that we do life with, right, that we encourage one another, we lift one each other up, we help each other financially, we have each other's back, we speak truth to each other, we make each other better, we laugh with each other, we cry with each other. We need to have those friends that are pushing us, to be better, to be closer to Jesus, to be on mission, to take the gospel to the ends of the earth, starting here in Louisville, starting in your neighborhood. You need those type of friends. Because the reality is, is maybe you're one friend away from having the marriage that you've always dreamed of having. Maybe you're one friend away from being the spiritual leader that you know God wants you to be. Spiritual leading maybe just in your family, in your office, wherever. Maybe you're one friend away from being more generous than you've ever been. 
one friend away from getting off the sidelines and actually serving, whether it be at LifePoint or in your community, but reaching out and truly living the gospel, not just saying it, but living it out, sharing the truth and the love and the grace of Jesus with other people. Maybe you're one friend away from that. Maybe you're one friend away from being in the best, like, the best physical health of your life. Maybe you're one friend away from actually gaining clarity on your purpose. And for some of you that are here or watching online, maybe you're one friend away from truly encountering Jesus for the first time. Understanding that he loves you, that he offers you grace and mercy. Maybe there's one friend that's going to teach you and encourage you with that. Your friends matter. They're powerful. So what do we need to do to have friends like that? Right? Friends that make you better. Friends that strengthen you spiritually. Friends that tell you the truth. Well, you probably know the answer, and it's that the golden rule is a good start. Be the type of friend that you want. So if you want and understand that you need these type of friends in your life and say there's one of those three missing or all three of those missing, you've got to start being that type of friend, right? You have to be the friend that makes someone else better. Don't just take, take, you've got to help make someone better. Be the friend, right, that strengthens someone spiritually. Reach out to them, pray for them, pray with them. When God puts scripture on your heart or tells you something to encourage someone else, go encourage them. Strengthen them in the Lord. And within the confines of your inner circle, your closest friends, speak the truth. Speak it boldly. Because they need to hear it. Eventually, they'll appreciate it. Thank you for it. Do it with grace and love, but tell them the truth. Think about if Nathan would have never have told, went and told Daniel that. If he would have ignored what God was telling him to do and whatever, things might be different. David's life was different because of these people, because of his friends. It was radically different. You could be one friend away. Seriously, don't, don't push aside the importance of that. You could be one friend away from pushing your life to the next level, changing the trajectory of your future, being and doing all that God has created you to be and do, your friends matter. So start with being the type of friend that you know you need. Let's pray. Jesus, we, we come to you today, and we are just so incredibly thankful. Thankful, first and foremost, that, that you are a true friend. That you love us unconditionally no matter what. You make us better. You strengthen us. You tell us the truth. You are the perfect example of how we need to live as a friend. And the type of friends that we need. So Jesus, we thank you for that. You are our model for everything. And may we, as your people, truly do our very best to seek you. So that you can change us from the inside out so that we can be more and more like you.
Because we know when that happens, that's when people are truly want to know what we know. They're going to be open to hearing about you because they're not only hearing it, but they're seeing it. They're experiencing your love, and your love is infectious. It's crazy. It's different. It's what we all long for. So Jesus, may we be more like you, especially when it comes to our friends. As we continue in a spirit of prayer today, whether you're here in person or if you're watching online, and maybe you're here and seriously, you've never stepped over that line of faith. You truly don't have that friendship and that relationship with Jesus because you don't know him as your savior. And if that's where you're at, it's, it's okay because we've all been there. Nobody's perfect. No, my, nobody automatically has that connection and relationship with Jesus. But everyone can. See, the truth is that God loved you so much that he sent his son Jesus to die for you. He died for you. He took on your guilt and your shame. He took on your punishment. He died and he rose again claiming victory so that you could know God, so that you could be made right before the Father, so that your sins are no longer attached to you, but they're gone, they're covered. Jesus has got you. Scripture says in Romans 10, 9, that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God rose him from the grave, that you'll be saved. It's about you connecting with him, your heart connecting to his heart. And if you're ready to step over that line of faith, simply as I can say it, just call out to him. Just tell him that. Tell him that you're flawed, you're not perfect, and that you need a savior. Receive him. It's a gift. I heard someone once say, a gift ceases to be a gift if you don't accept it or if you have to pay for it. He gives you this gift. All you have to do is say thank you receive it. Your life will never be the same. Old things have passed away. Everything is new. If you have questions about that, um, if you're online, send us a direct message or paint in the comments and we'll get in touch with you. If you're here in person, I'd love to talk with you after the service. But you can just call out to him right where you're at. Maybe you're here this morning and you do have that connected relationship with Jesus. But when you think about your friends, your inner circle, something's missing, right? You need some adjustments. You need friends like this. Maybe you have a friend that makes you better and one that, you know, encourages you spiritually, but you don't have that one that's willing to come and tell you the truth. Or maybe you got too many of them that are willing to tell you the truth and nobody encourages you spiritually. Maybe no one's truly believing in you and making you better, helping you to see who God says you are. Whatever you have lacking, first be that for somebody else and continue to seek that out. Make sure that your inner circle is what it needs to be. There's some intentional things that you can do. Ask him to help you to see that so that your life can go to the next level. Jesus, again, we love you and we thank you. Pray that you would speak to each person that's here today or that's watching online, whatever it is that you need them to hear, Jesus, whether it had anything to do with what we talked about today, Lord, you speak to them. 
and you do your work, Lord. And may we celebrate and give you all the praise and all the glory. Change our hearts, change our lives. May we be more like you. May we love like you love. May we be great representatives of your name. Jesus, we love you. It's your name we pray. Continue on with our worship, uh, with our tithes and our offerings here at LifePoint Church. There's a few different ways that you can give. Um, you can give um, on your way out the door if you want to give here in person. There's a basket um, at the table right out there, right through the doors. Um, go ahead, and if you want, you can drop that in the basket or you can fill out an envelope. If you do fill out an envelope, we ask that you drop the pen in the basket as well so that we're not reusing that. Um, so we appreciate that. Also, you can go to our website. At the top right-hand corner is an online giving button. If you click it, it'll take you to a safe and secure place where you can give. Um, or you can use text to give by texting the amount to the number 84321. Um, but however you choose to give, um, we're just thankful that you're on mission and I'm just giving back a portion of what it is that God has blessed you with so that we can continue to reach more people um, with the good news about Jesus, love more people, um, and, and help more people in our community. That's really what we long to do. So um, we, we thank you for being on mission with us with that. Um, also, if you have not yet, um, filled out a digital connection card. Even if you've been coming for a long time, um, I want to encourage you to do that. It gets you into our text alerts, our text blasts, and it also gives you an avenue to text back and forth with us. It's just a great uh, communication platform. So if you text the word CONNECT to the number 502-236-9446, and if you don't have time to do that right now, talk to me afterwards. I'll get you that number again. But if you text the word CONNECT, it'll send you a link 
and it'll get you signed up in that. So uh, we just want to be able to have as good of communication with you as possible, um, especially since we're not being able to come physically meet a lot. So doing a lot of stuff online. So definitely get hooked up with that. Uh, we'd greatly appreciate it. We do not bombard you with text. I promise you. I got a couple text alerts, things that I've signed up for that I feel like I've tried to un do like unsubscribe to like 80 times because they blow me up constantly we're not going to do that i promise so um but other than that thank you all so much for being here thanks for braving the weather and uh happy mother's day to all you moms out there truly we love you we're so appreciative of you and um we will see you all next week as we continue on this series and we talk about the fact that maybe you're one community away so um and, and join a, join us bring a friend or two um, or invite them to watch online Love you all. See you next time.